All right. Welcome <coughs> to Western Kabuki, where we're all feeling so well today. Um, I definitely slept longer than two hours last night. Um, <laughs> nobody on this call has active COVID again. And we Good are turn, uh, <laughs> fifth time, if you didn't catch that, uh, ladies and germs. Uh, four confirmed, five suspected. Four, four confirmed. Uh, <laughs> I have to say that's. I, th- I think you have had it the most out of any person I have ever like met. They're going to remember talk variant after man. me. I think. <laughs> you know, you know, Bolsonaro may may have gotten you beat. That's if he's true. like the only one. Ed uh, Ed Zitron in our um, football group chat called me Bird Sonero the other day, and I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> he cooked you though. He's right about that. Yeah. The the bird flu haver is logged on uh, <laughs> to join us to talk about Cop City. We are honored and privileged to be joined by Atlanta-based organizer and writer Micah. How are we doing, Micah? Hi, doing all right. Thanks for uh, having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, we do we we would like somebody to speak on this with some level of of awareness and so forth um because not living in atlanta it feels like uh the world is ending down there uh so how have you have you been how's your how are things for micah yeah um i mean it's a lot of things it's rough (laughs) um you know it's rough when you have an entire state apparatus of both Democrats and Republicans working against, you know, what local Atlantans want. Um, it's horrible when they literally march into the forest and kill a forest defender because they want to yes. push through mm-hmm. this project. Um, but I think people are also, you know, motivated and energized and, you know, ready to to keep fighting. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot a lot of emotions <laughs> mixing around down here, I think. Yeah, no, I can imagine. Um, we were kind of briefly talking before we started recording, but for, for a lot of people, I feel like Top City kind of came out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. of course, it, may be, it I found out pretty recently this has been in development for at least a minimum of two years at this point. But mm-hmm. I, I, me and, and so many other people just had no awareness of what was going on down there. Um, right. And and I just I feel like that. I'm not, I'm not even sure why. Why do you think it just kind of flew under everyone's radar? Was it like fear out of the, the like Black Lives Matter protests in 2020? Like, because I feel like those kind of diminished and, and protest movements kind of kind of went to the wayside for a little bit. But why, why do you think it kind of is now just starting to blow up? Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I mean, people in Atlanta have, of course, been making noise about it for the past couple of years. Um, you know, of course, I think that with just the way that like corporate media cycles work, they have not been interested in covering what's, you know, what's happening until, you know, just really recently when, again, this massive police task force went into the forest and murdered um, Tortuguita, a forest defender. And, you know, that's when a lot of, you know, national attention came back in and, you know, there's, you know, a lot of people started talking about it. But yeah, like you said, it's it's been going on for you for years at this point. And I think there's been a pretty active effort to keep it, um, to keep it out of the headlines and to keep it out of the media and, you know, for on, on, on the city of Atlanta's part to, you know, kill negative stories and stuff like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I haven't seen until the, the murder. Um, 
of I, I forget his name. I, I feel so bad about that. But the the person who was murdered down there like two weeks ago. I mean, until then, you didn't really see any national mm-hmm. or even yeah. even regional headlines about that that area at all or that project, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, totally. And you know, <laughs> one one reason for that is that our main newspaper here, the Atlanta Journal Constitution, the AJC, um, is owned by. Cox Enterprises and the CEO of Cox Enterprises is the guy who is leading the fundraiser to raise $60 million for Cop City. And so one of the ways that local stories, you know, go national is you have, you know, local coverage of them. And, you know, the coverage has been so sparse and so negative from the AJC because they have such a vested interest in, you know, pushing this thing through. Yeah. So I, yeah, I did want to ask you about that, um, that graph you made that included, uh, uh, Cox and other things. Um, but before we get there, because I do want to sort of get into how the corporate hub that is Atlanta has reacted to all this, I wanted to start mm-hmm. um, with the murder of Tortuguita because um, I was reading about that. There's, I mean, that was definitely just an assassination. Um, mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, it's a man who was trying to stop them from cutting down trees to build Cop City uh, was murdered in the woods by police who do not have any body camera footage and no civilians were present uh, when he died. Of course. Um, Before we get too deep, um, Micah, do you kind of want to explain like the history of Cop City and what the project is and everything (laughs) before we get like too too deep into it? Just because, like I said, I don't think too many people know about what's going on down there. Yeah, totally. Um, So sort of the the big picture is that in this is something that's been being worked on sort of in secret since at least 2017. But this plan first went public in 2021. um, And the plan that that came that, you know, that went public that immediately received a ton of public, you know, backlash and a lot of organizing that led to this whole movement um, was a plan to take 381 acres um, of forest land that is owned by the city of Atlanta um, and to lease that land to the Atlanta Police Foundation, which is this pretty shady nonprofit that gives the police a ton of money, gives them a ton of equipment, runs a lot of surveillance stuff. They have a ton of corporate backers and corporate donors and, you know, all the major Atlanta companies are on their board. Um, And the plan was for the Atlanta Police Foundation to take this land convert and destroy this forest land into this massive police training facility. Um, The reason it's been referred to and sort of branded as Cop City by the movement um, is that the plans for Cop City literally include creating a mock village, like a mock city inside the training facility to, you know, so that's a parking lot, a gas station, a school, a bank, you know, literally creating a a small replica of a city for police to train in and, you know, to perfect their tactics, you know, against people. Um, I think it was very much a reaction to, you know, the 2020 uprisings. Um, It was, you know, it's very much a way for Atlanta to signal to, you know, the outside world, like, hey, we are, you know, a securitized, you know, police run city and, you know, come and bring your capital here. It's going to be well protected by the police. They want to, you know, bring the Democratic National Convention. They want to bring the World Cup, all of these events that, you know, policing go really hand in hand with. Um, 
And so as soon as as soon as this went public, this you know massive local movement formed. There was you know tons of organizing. It was the environmentalists. It was the abolitionists. It was local preschools. It was neighborhood associations. Um, like it was, you know, such such a broad movement that spoke out against it. They really delayed the process over the course of that summer of 2021. Um, but then when it came time for the final vote in September 2021, there were 17 hours of public comment and the vast majority of it was against Cop City. But the city council decided to approve it anyway, you know, just ignoring what all their constituents said. Um, and ever since then, the strategy has sort of shifted towards like, okay, you know, we did all of the official avenues of public comment, you know, protests, petitions, um, you know, all all the things that, you know, they tell you to do. um, And they still ignored everybody. And so since then, there's been, you know, a pretty broad, decentralized, leaderless movement that has been doing everything from putting pressure on contractors involved with the project um, to living in the forest and, you know, physically protecting it from, Um, you know, from folks who want to come destroy it. Um, And it's been this, you know, broad, really beautiful movement um, that has been, you know, going really strong. And, you know, of course, most most recently, the police have been raiding the forest and that's when they killed Tortuguita. Yeah, no, I think I think this is a great example of another time where public like politicians will do like the the song and dance of like oh come come do the public comments like come speak Mm -hmm. your mind and it just shows how limited that really is i mean they don't care the the plan was underway already they're not going to change their minds they're they're only going to make it even bigger and go even even larger with their project it's it's all very performative which is why i I i do think like the the protectors the force protectors doing what they are doing and probably still doing is really uh, I, I feel like really the only way to make an impact in a lot of these scenarios where politicians just really don't care mm-hmm. yeah i mean and and to that point we literally uncovered these emails through open records requests where before this was before the final vote but when the when the legislation was going in front of one of the committees of the city council the ceo of the atlanta police foundation sent this email to one of the mayor's like, you know, top advisors and said to this advisor, hey, we know that council members, you know, know that they need a cover for this, essentially saying we know that council members know that their constituents are against this thing. But I'm forwarding, I'm forwarding you the email from this CEO who lives in this rich white part of town. And he's really upset about, you know, the quote unquote rising crime. So you better ram this thing through. Like it's, you know, it's like, almost comical like the the level of just like absolute villain shit here where you know they they are saying like hey we know that you all know that nobody wants this but your corporate overlords are going to make you do it essentially so i did want to ask about that uh that 17 hours of public comment uh mm-hmm. because in the uh thing you wrote you mentioned that the majority of the people who are on the side of it were either from that which rich white neighborhood uh cops themselves or firefighters um Mm -hmm. and not being on the ground just taking a wild guess um are there any sort of people who are uh nominally nominally against the construction of cop city who see some sort of value in like the firefighting community service aspect are are those people uh in any way like making issues for the uh, good faith actors in this in this scenario right um yeah i mean 
I think I think that they included the firefighter part of it in order to try to get that effect yeah. <laughs> to happen to you yeah. know to divide people and be like well you know everyone wants firefighters um and like of course of course we want firefighters um but i think that people are pretty firm against like yeah like train the firefighters don't do it on the forest land <laughs> you know like don't i think people are pretty firm against like yeah everyone wants to have the firefight wants the firefighters to have a tra- place to train but like you need to find right. a place that is not literal forest land and just you know just further context on this land an official city report literally referred to this land as one of the four lungs of Atlanta. Like it is crucial land for, you know, for bringing down temperatures, preventing flooding, you know, there's all this wildlife that's in there. Um, And so that, that was definitely their attempt. I think it's, you know, luckily been pretty unsuccessful. Yeah. I mean, there's one thing that politicians and of course, capitalists also don't care about, and that's environmental issues, uh, right. <laughs> as we have sadly also learned. But, you know, I mean, the destruction of the forest is going to be, I mean, it's, that's a huge region of land that they're, they're planning on tearing down. I mean, that's going to mm-hmm. be devastating for the area and just for the entire state. I mean, right. I, I, and this I is the majority to, black area of town, of course, I should say, too, yeah, which, yeah, of, of course, that's where they chose to build it. <laughs> of course it was, <laughs> as if it couldn't get any worse, right? Right. Yeah, no, I mean, it, that the, this this whole construction has dire consequences for the environment, of course, the, the community of people there and just the state of policing in this country. Because I imagine, I, I haven't looked too deep into what they have planned for this, but I assume that they'll, the, the intention is policing academies all over the country and possibly even the world um, might come there to train and, and do like training exercises there. Is that kind of what the, the intended purpose for this is? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to say, you know, all of the, you know, the specific ways it'll be used, but, you know, Georgia, for example, already coordinates with the Israeli police forces. Like there, you know, there's already all these relationships between police here and, you know, in other cities and abroad. And so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I think that, you know, police forces from all over are going to come to train They're you know, they're trying, they're building a cop city right now in Chicago as well. Um, yeah, that is that is absolutely their intention. Are they and I really? think it's in part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't even heard that. Yeah. I, I'm I'm was, like local to the the Chicago area, and I haven't even heard at oh, all yeah? about that. I would yeah, love to hear more, approved, like, learn more about that one. Sure, this was a. Appro- I mean, so I'm not definitely not the expert on this, but I'm pretty sure it was approved in 2019 or I think 2019, and it was similar. Like there was a massive movement, No Cop Academy. I think that their website is still up, No Cop Academy, um, in Chicago that fought really hard against this thing. Um, and I think, you know, successfully delayed it in some ways. I think that maybe construction is just starting now or maybe some of it's already started. Um, again, you know, I, I don't know all the details, but yeah, this is, you know, this is their play right now is, you know, not just the rebellions of, you know, 2020, but even in previous years, they're like, shit, we've got to be able to more effectively repress people because, you know, <laughs> we're not going to give them the resources that are actually theirs to live. And so instead you have to, you know, make sure that you please them. Yeah. I mean, one of the hallmarks I think of, well, okay. May, hallmark might not be the, the best word, but one of the, the more shocking things from the 2020 um, uprisings, other than of course, a lot of the, the police brutality that came out of it was in New York. They demonstrated though the police force demonstrated a lot of IDF, the Israeli defense force tactics mm-hmm that I know New York um, does training with the IDF as well. 
and and just how how brutal it was on the protesters and how they would like um what's what's the word for it like enclose civilians in in these enclosed areas or oh, completely cattle. surrounded yeah yeah kettling that's what it is um the the protesters and that was mm-hmm. i saw like at the time videos of pe- uh, protesters being kettled in new york right. and it was just i mean it was mind-blowing just seeing that go underway yeah absolutely so as far as like the upcoming plans for cop city in the immediate future i mean it's they've budgeted for like 90 million dollars it's roughly the budget of like a sports stadium um why what what is going on with these terrorism charges um because <laughs> that is something that stood out to me in basically every article i've read about this uh is that basically everyone involved is a terrorist right yeah. Um, I mean, so basically at this point, there have been, I believe, 19 people charged with domestic terrorism. This was um, a Georgia state law that was passed in 2017 after the Charleston church shooting. Um, right. And, you know, like any laws, like, you know, hate crimes laws, you know, domestic terrorism laws, anything like that, that is, you know, passed under the guise of like, oh, you know, we're going to prevent racialized violence, we're going to prevent racialized terror, anything like that, you know, it of course just ends up being deployed against, you know, social movements. Um, And so, yeah, they've, when they raided the forest back in December, I think they charged six or seven people um, with domestic terrorism um during a raid during the raid in january where they killed tortuguita they charged a bunch more and then there was a protest not even in the forest um but following the murder of tortuguita um where i think six or seven more people got picked up just off the street during the protest and were charged with domestic terrorism and this carries um you know a possible charge or it carries a prison sentence of five to 35 years and, right. you know, it, it's just such an obvious attempt to repress the movement, to make people, you know, scared to be involved, um, you know, to, to stop organizations from speaking out to, you know, and, 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 you know, to stop lawmakers from speaking out who might otherwise be sympathetic. And right now, literally one city council member has acknowledged it. One state lawmaker has acknowledged it. And literally nobody else who's in power has even acknowledged the fact that police killed somebody much less, you know, that cop city needs to be stopped. So yeah, to be, to be perfectly clear. Uh, yes. The law that was passed after the Dylan roof, South Carolina mass shooting at a black church uh, is now being used to arrest supposed terrorists for committing crimes such as uh, hiding in a tree house, uh, right. which apparently <laughs> carries a 35 year sentence. If you refuse Jesus. to leave the tree. Don't you feel um, terrorized yeah. by that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it just goes to show that a lot of these these laws, as as you mentioned, will just be turned against a lot of like really. I mean, as far as I'm aware, very peaceful protests. I mean, for the most part, a lot of the the protests up until recently. And don't don't get me wrong, I think violent protests in terms of like property destruction are necessarily like that's not a bad thing, um, but. I might be the only one that'll say that on here. I guess no one else needs to, but, but uh, I'll say it. I'll say it. Fuck shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, up until recently, I mean, pretty much all of these protests have been very peaceful um, and just have basically been occupying land. And now they're charging people as terrorists for that. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and what I'll say on that is like, you know, regardless of where you fall on, you know, do you support pr- property destruction? <laughs> Would you destroy property? Whatever. You know, at the, at the very least, I hope everyone can recognize that like, look, thousands and thousands of people have tried every possible avenue to stop this thing. There has been no stone unturned. There is no confusion over what the people of Atlanta actually want. And so like, yeah, people are frustrated. And regardless (laughs) of what you think about it, you know, yeah, probably some windows are going to get smashed if you, you know, if you keep ignoring people and again, decide, decide what you think about it on your own. But yeah. You know, this this idea and, of like, oh, people just took to the streets and they're so mad. Well, like, yeah, MLK said the a riot is the language of the unheard. Like that maybe that's what happened, you know. And if you are and if you are currently wringing your hands as you type out a response, uh, please know that warrants <laughs> for activists are currently being issued uh, alleging violence that cannot even be proven to have taken place by the police who are claiming it. Uh, they have no evidence and are claiming anybody basically that they see in that forest or anywhere uh, near the proposed uh, section of Cop City uh, must surely be a terrorist uh, and is accusing them of violence that has never taken place towards inanimate objects or anyone else. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it feels like. A lot of terrorism against inanimate objects. Right. <laughs> right. Trees, right. Meanwhile, houses, ropes. Right. Meanwhile, the destruction of crucial forest land in a majority black community has never once been referred to as violent by the media who were very quick to call some windows getting smashed violent, you know? Right. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, we've seen that always be the case like, with any which protest property destruction. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, the the opening of fire into the woods full of people, that is not violence. But sitting at the top of a tree for 12 hours, that carries a life sentence. Right. As we are seeing here in Cop City. Um, So as far as like the state level response from uh, Brian Kemp and the the Georgia National Guard, um, have you had much interaction with uh, like state level law enforcement? So the task force, yeah. the task force that is, you know, has has carried out these raids is made up of Atlanta police, DeKalb County police, state police, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the FBI, like you've got all levels of police in on it. And then, like you said, last week, Brian Kemp called in the National Guard. And so, yeah, it's I mean, it's truly every every police force that has jurisdiction in you know in this area is is on it and you know those are from democrat led areas and yep. from you know from from our far right governor like it's it's everybody yeah and it's hard to imagine that like stacy abrams would have in some way stopped this when the entire democratic establishment is entirely ignoring this in favor of their uh, corporate donors like Cox Media and Coca Cola and so forth, uh, right? And, uh, and CNN, of course, who would never cover something like this, even if mm-hmm. it's in their backyard. They have no reason to send a reporter onto the ground to ask people questions. Right? Uh, they they have plenty of people in suits to talk in front of screens for that. Right. Um, yeah. So with uh, there was one that stood out to me. Uh, somebody got charged for a gun that they legally purchased. Um, did you see anything about that? There was a guy who like just owned a gun and they were like, yeah, that's a, that's a terrorist because he's in the woods or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
so basically, so so they're saying this about Tortuguita. Um, oh, was it him? Okay. Yes, and they actually use they, or they use they. Um, but I see. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they're saying they, of course. So they, so first, what they said was, you know, no body camera footage, even the body camera footage that does exist from the other police forces who weren't, you know, directly involved, but who were on site. You know, we're not going to release that. And then. You know their their story changed a couple times. First they said, "Oh, we were shot at out of, out of nowhere," and then they said, "Oh, we were talking to somebody who was in a camp," and then they shot at us, and then we fired back. And so you know the story changed. Then they released um, information that supposedly shows that Tortuguita had bought a gun in 2020, and that the the ballistics of the officer who was shot um, matched that gun. And so. You know, they're, they're using that to say, like, look, case closed. And the fact is, you know, of course, we don't, no one knows exactly what happened, but we do know that police lie all the time after, right. after killing people. We also know that, like, ballistics science is not nearly as cut and dry as, you know, as, as they would like you to believe. Um, and then, you know, th- there's just, you know, there, there's so many reasons to be like, th- they're trying to say, oh, great, you know, it's over. They had a gun. And, you know, everyone is like, okay, we just saw the press release that was put out after officers in Memphis killed Tyree Nichols and how clearly bullshit that was. The same that happened after they killed George Floyd. And, you know, th- this is just all, of course, I'm mean, not that I'm telling you anything you don't know, but, you know, this, this is what they do after they kill people. Yeah, uh, I mean, this crackdown seems a lot more concerted, a lot more sort of top down. Um, as you pointed out, they started this plan in 2017, but didn't put it to a vote until 2020, 2019, something like that. Uh, 2021. 21. OK, so, yeah, for four years, they just sort of planned this without any sort of input from the public or anything. Uh, the mayor rubber stamped it. The governor is in full support of it. <laughs> so. Like. For, to my mind, anybody who supports Cop City must necessarily believe in the notion of law and order. And yet what we see is like a massive undermining of law and order in in service of building this this monstrosity of a a trading ground to like what uh, defend schools to send the cops inside of schools. They're, they'll definitely do that once they have their own school to practice on. <laughs> um, but it. it yeah, I mean, there's, it, it, is there enough, I mean, I guess just from the people you're working with and the things you've seen out there, is there a certain sense of the absurdity of all of this, that this is just like uh, being done without any sort of oversight or really any like attention paid to it outside of like uh, Atlanta activists and, and, and leftists on Twitter? Totally, totally. And I think that's actually, you know, it's, it's a sign of how egregious this proposal is that you like, you actually have, you know, a bunch of just like, milk toast liberals who are like, wait, this is like, actually very clearly fucked up. And, you know, like, like, you've got you've got people who have no concern for policing or police violence, or, you know, who are certainly not police abolitionists, who and, and even <laughs> these folks are saying, like, yeah, this is outrageous. Like this, this should stay forest land. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, people, it actually has been amazing to see just how sort of like cross issue the movement has been. Um, and, you know, speaks to just how, how many, you know, axes <laughs> this, you know, this thing will impact people on. 
Yeah, I mean, in, in your article, it did seem like pretty much the whole community, aside from like law enforcement and upper class, rich white people, right. were pretty much all thoroughly against this proposal. Um, and it, it does seem like, of course, the, the whole uh, narrative um, in the last like year or so um, from Republicans and conservatives and even some liberals. Um, and it seems to be the claim here, too, is, oh, we need this to fight back against the rising crime. And I'm assuming I haven't looked specifically into like the Atlanta area crime, but I'm assuming it trends um, like how it has been nationally, where it's not that much of an increase pretty much at all, like even significantly. So like um, right. pretty much from what I've noticed, people who claim like, oh, like rising crime is is like the biggest issue right now, simply just don't understand that crime really hasn't risen to like any significant levels beyond any previous like recent years. So I'm assuming that's what they're, they're claiming down here too, right? Yeah, I mean, that, that was a major justification for it. And, you know, you had the AJC, our corporate media, you know, putting out these editorials being like, you know, the crime wave shows why we need Cop City, even though, you know, Cop City, which of course will never be built, if it were built, it, it would be years before it'd be like, there's there's no direct, like, like it's it's, that that has been one of the main justifications for it but like obviously there's no like even even if crime had risen so much which you're exactly right i mean the the main category most most categories of crime have been down for quite some time um and the ones that rose were essentially homicides and and you know gun gun related um incidents and of course there's a whole conversation to be had about why crime rates don't actually tell you anything about whether people are safe or well but you know, all that to say, like, yeah, that that was one of their major talking points was that, yeah, crime's out of control, build this thing. And it's like this thing that won't be built for years and that, you know, won't even have any direct impact on this. Like, OK. All right. Uh, so I did have a um, I did have a few questions um, before we start to uh, wrap up uh, the discussion, Micah. And I did want to ask about the sort of corporate in- infrastructure in in atlanta because it is the headquarters of so many major corporations including cox who seems to be uh controlling the narrative around cop city have you seen any sort of cracks in any of these sort of corporate line going around as far as like is there any dissenters among the atlanta corporate class who who is is giving any any light to this (laughs) trying to think <laughs> it's yeah depressingly not you know nothing comes to mind i think that they're all pretty good at practicing class solid solidarity with each other and you know right. that, that's showing pretty clearly in in this effort right. um yeah i mean <laughs> far be it from me to dash the hopes of uh anybody uh, <laughs> uh pulling for the 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 better nature of the coca-cola corporation um Right. when will Um, coca-cola speak up against uh cops and uh (laughs) when will they when will they do that the cdc is technically a private company right they could say something (laughs) there's no way the right wing already hates them anyway (laughs) true they should just lean into it right but they never will of course because from what it sounds like democrats are mostly lock and step with this project because i mean the, the mayor is a democrat and she's the one that pretty much rubber stamped this whole thing as far as i'm aware so 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been it's been the Democrats leading it. I mean, this has been an Atlanta project mm-hmm. through and through. Um, and Atlanta's you know run by run by the party of science, the Democrats, who are happy to tear down a forest. And yep. Climate disaster. <laughs> yeah, they they love their science. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so love where it. do you see this whole uh, this whole project going in the next twelve months? You seem pretty confident it's not going to get built. But uh, how do how does that happen? What what do the next what does the next year look like? Mm-hmm. So, um, so they actually announced today, just a couple hours ago, that they um, have secured the the land disturbance permits to move forward with um, destruction and construction. Um, those will absolutely uh, be challenged. Um, those permits, because even this, it's like a rare instance where you actually have the law on your side, and there are these regulations that show that there's no way that they should be able to move forward with this, and you know. Of course, having the law on your side doesn't matter when there's a bunch of power on the other side. But so, you know, you know that that's going to be challenged. Um, the movement, like I said before, is super autonomous and decentralized. There's no one organization calling the shots or, you know, setting the strategy and there's no spokespeople. Um, but I imagine that it's, you know, it's going to continue where, you know, folks will be pressuring contractors and saying like, hey, you know, do not work on this project. We're going to make this project more expensive and more painful and, you know, make it a PR nightmare for you if you push forward with this. Brassfield Gorey is, is the, the the general contractor on the project. And so, you know, folks have been pressuring both Brassfield Gorey and a lot of their subcontractors. Um, I'm sure that work will continue at the city level to get the city to pull out of this. Um, there's pressure on the corporate investors. It's really, you know, it's a super varied movement um, with with a lot of different pressure points, and so yeah, I don't see that I don't see that going anywhere. And you know, of course, I can't speak for for the movement as a whole, but I know that you know people are ready to to you know to keep okay, fighting. Great. I mean, that's that's really encouraging to hear. Uh, uh, my sincerest hope is that as uh, the resistance against this goes on, that people recognize that there is really no. Uh, redeeming quality to this project and (laughs) and there is nothing that any sort of like normal person could enjoy or or appreciate about it um you have to be like a real pro cop psycho or something um (laughs) so so something go on sorry no no no, i was just gonna say something i've been wondering just because i mean there's only so much people I feel like can do like what is something that people that don't live in the area can do to help? Is there anything that we can do other than just like spread awareness of this and like talk to it, talk about it to people that we know, like what, what can yeah. we do to help? Because I mean, this, this is going to be disastrous. I think for the whole country, if this project does go forward, I mean, I, I, I think right. at all costs, this needs to, to be stopped. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you're so right to say that this is not just something that impacts Atlanta. This is anyone who is living under police rule anywhere, which is right. Anywhere, um, you know that it's going to it's going to impact them. You know, this is this is their play. This this is you know the ruling class's play as they you know read the tea leaves and see that climate disaster is coming and that you know, people are getting sick of, you know, this endless violence and are, you know, rising up. And this is the way that they look at, you know, controlling it and, you know, con- controlling the masses throughout um, this upheaval. Um, in terms of how folks can support, 
this has already become like a national and global movement. And, and so many of these contractors and corporations are based in places all over the country. Um, so there's, there's a great website that someone put together, um, stopcopcitysolidarity.org. Um, and that, that in itself has a bunch of ways, regardless of where you are, it has like a map of a bunch of the different um corporations and institutions that are responsible for or behind cop city and so you know making making their lives hell in any way whether you know peppering them with emails holding protests doing whatever you know making clear that you know the the actors responsible for this thing are national and international and so you know the movement against it has to be too i think is really important so i would encourage people to go to that website um, you know, to see, to see, you know, do you live by one of these contractors or corporations? Um, you know, people all over are holding vigils and protests and, of course, connecting the struggles against policing and capitalism in Atlanta with, you know, the same struggles in other places. So, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a ton you can do. I mean, you can, um, you know, the, the call for a long time has been for folks to come to Atlanta and to help defend the forest um, because, you know, it is it is under attack. And so I think there's there's a lot of ways to plug in. Um, yeah, I'm looking um, at that website now, seeing the list of companies that are uh, like actively aiding this from architects to banks to uh, uh, construction companies. Right. Um, the list here um, of the of the the corporate uh, backers of this project include Bank of America, Home Depot, UPS, Delta Airlines, Merrill Lynch, Truist Bank, Cadence Bank, Wells Fargo, Target, Chase Bank, AT&T, and Chick-fil-A. Um, and a lot so, of the a lot of repeat offenders of horrible other <laughs> like things like Home Depot and Chick-fil-A and, Merrill Lynch. Right. <laughs> yeah. very, right. very, and banks, very unsurprising. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, right. I, I mean, I think banks bankrolling this is not surprising at all. Um, especially when you think about how cops basically right. exist to just protect capital. I mean, th- this all makes a lot mm-hmm. of sense. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it should be no surprise. And we're not on here. I mean, I'm certainly not on here telling you to boycott those companies simply because, like, how are you going to boycott Bank of America if you're currently, like, if that's where your <laughs> bank is or whatever? Uh, how are you going to boycott Target if it's the only grocery store where you live? Like, we're not really, like, it, it, I think the awareness is is going to be very helpful um, because there is such a lack of it at this point. Um, I know just from having talked to you here um, that my project going forward will be um, will be talking to like my liberal family members who only watch MSNBC and CNN and would just have no idea <laughs> that this is happening um, and. Yeah, I mean, I, I've tweeted about and talked about my mother a lot, but like she is just fully in the tank for whatever Rachel Maddow and them say. And oh, no, in a large those, one of those people, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, in a large way, it's not like her fault because what they do is like entertainment. But then I just remember in 2020 when I was showing her videos of like cop cars running over protesters, and my mom was like. Why? Uh, why isn't this on the news? I'm like, it fucking is on the news. It's just not on uh, MSNBC. <laughs> you know, they're not gonna talk about it, and right. and that is um, 
I because think if they, if they had it on MSNBC, it would involve them having to criticize Democratic uh, Party right. officials doing things that they probably don't want to mention. So right. of course they're not going to talk right. about it on MSNBC. Yeah. Right, because even when I do tell, like you know, just like normie yeah. lib friends about this, they're like, "Uh, that seems bad." <laughs> like yep. you don't have to, like yeah, there's you don't have to have a very radical politic to be like, "Uh, yeah, probably let's not spend ninety million dollars on a cop city in a city where even one it, person you know? is homeless. We do not need to build a ninety million dollar facility right, right, for cops to right. pretend to stop a mass and let me, shooting in a mall. Yeah, right. Right. And let me just add that, you know, so in a, in a city that is facing yep. massive gentrification, people yep. being pushed out of their homes in a city where our one of our main crisis center hospitals just closed because it does, you know, it, it, they couldn't get enough funding from the county. And in a city where Fulton County, which is most of Atlanta, just proposed a new two billion dollar jail. Like it's just it all goes together. They, you know, this this is their end game is cut all social services make it unlivable and expand all policing prisons cages yeah we can see that in atlanta and new york with the uh, current governor right now i just saw that the the new york Mm -hmm. governor which is a democrat air quotes uh yeah ending a lot of social services but uh they're they're pushing forward like prison funding and cop funding while they're ending a lot of these really helpful life-saving um social services i mean this is just this is just how Democrats are still <laughs> and probably always will be. Yeah, yeah right. I, right. I I think that talking right. to the libs is is probably going to be a more fruitful project at this point, not just in terms of cop city, <laughs> but in terms of people like Kathy Hochul in New York and and um, uh, 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 Lori Lightfoot and other other, you know, prominent Democrats who are co-siding these really heinous things that nobody wants, <laughs> like nobody you tell anybody about a 90 million dollar cop facility in a city that has no higher crime than any other city (laughs) i i I don't think that like even the most sort of cop-brained law and order uh, a a viewer of ncis would be like oh yeah that's what we need there (laughs) can i just talk really quickly about Lori lightfoot just because of course that, that election the mayor election i don't know how how much people have been paying attention to it. I just have because, of course, I, I don't live in Chicago, um, but I, I'm planning on it soon, and I, I live really close. Um, but the the election to re, um, for the, the mayorship is coming soon, and a recent poll came out. And, I mean, she just became mayor, what, like two years ago? Like three, three, two, three, four years ago? So you'd think that, oh, she's a Democrat in, like, a, a big blue city, that she would be, like, so well-loved, but she's, she's really not. In a recent poll, she only got, like, 10%. Like she is not going to be the next mayor. She's gonna get cooked. <laughs> I cannot wait to see. And and currently, as far as I'm aware, the current like two leading Democrats that are likely gonna replace her are Jen as far as I can as far as I'm aware, decent enough progressives and not as like pro cop and like as bad as she is. Mm. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's gonna play out especially just because it's been so long since Chicago's had a good mayor. So (laughs) hoping for the best there. Are you suggesting that there's something wrong with Illinois politics? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) absolutely.
Um, so, Micah, is there anything you want to add or anything you want to sort of uh, uh, get get out there as to how people can help or any, any information you want us to be aware of? Yeah, maybe the last thing I'll add is that, um, for one, like I said, totally decentralized movement. So everyone get in how you can, find your lane, do whatever, all resistance, all support is welcome. The other thing I'll say is that um, there are still forest defenders who are in jail because they've been, they've had like $350,000 bonds set. And so um, you can donate to the Atlanta Solidarity Fund. Um, I think if you just, if you just search Atlanta Solidarity Fund or you can find them on Twitter, um, they, they need donations. They need resources in order to to get people free. Like the, the night after that whole thing happened, I'll probably share that, that fund again when this, episode goes up just because the, the, yeah, the terrorist charges great. I mean the, the charges against these people are so massive and getting them getting them out is it's going to be right. an enormous task and I mean they can't do it by themselves right right totally alright well thank you so much Micah um, please check out um, Micah's Twitter which is I have found to be a wealth of information on the subject <laughs> oh, thank you uh, uh, thanks. that's uh, Micah in ATL uh, on Twitter Stop Cop City uh, please uh, check him out and uh, thank you so much for joining us thank you Micah thanks for having me thank you